We'd like to welcome you to part two of our emergency freedom alert for July 6, 2020. Next report, are the Chinese beta testing localized EMP weapons to bring down several American warplanes in advance for a Red Dawn invasion? It's another wrinkle here. Steve Quayle says, my sources indicate China does not currently possess the EMF weapons that Russia actually does. But again, Chinese and Russian troops have been here for decades. You look at what we talked about in the last of the uh, ports of Long Beach port and the Chinese embedded troops here and the Russian embedded troops and the underground bases where they're at and places like Gatlinburg and Myrtle Beach where when you go there all the people working in the stores are east from Eastern Bloc countries. I witnessed it firsthand when I went to Gatlinburg with Taylor, you know. And they're all military age, very, very cold, no, like, um, I don't know, it just seems like they're devoid of any humanity. It's, that's like the impression you get interacting with them. Um, pray to God they get saved, but I'm just saying that's that was my impression when I went to Gatlinburg. Uh, these are three events that have happened with regard to communist Chinese that should get every American's attention. The three events are as follows. Number one, the sudden rash of American warplanes falling from the sky. It has happened before and likely the source was Russia or China. My bet is on China. That's what, uh, who's putting this out? Uh, this is Dave Hodges. Okay. Steve Quayle thinks it's Russia. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> um, evidently there's been a rash of warplanes falling from the sky as of late. And again, are they beta testing to see how effective they can... Again, when they do this, they're going to want to do it all at once for maximum shock and awe value and to catch us as flat-footed as possible. While they'll be all upped and prepared and ready to go, locked and loaded, they want us to be flat-footed, unprepared, and have no clue and panic. And that goes for our own military. Number two, the attempted assassination of AMLO, Mexico City's police chief. AMLO's Mexico City's police chief by the cartels. This has a stunning implication for future Red Dawn invasion. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the, the, the intricacies of what I'm talking about here. I give you the link to the main report. But for time's sake, I'm trying to cover as many bases as I can. But this is just one more piece we're adding to the puzzle. The, and then number three, the intercept of 10,800 internal gun parts shipped by they're saying Costco, a false front shipping company for the Chicom military. And we already talked about that earlier. The ones they interdicted in Kentucky that were going to Melbourne, Florida. Okay. That were going to convert AR-15s to full auto. Which just so happened to be AR-15s that looks like what all those guys in that Black Lives Matter march. And I know it was a different group, but it was organized by Black Lives Matter. They all looked to be carrying AR-15s. And I just wonder how many of those were full auto. And they were... You know, supposedly they were itching for a fight. Then number four, there's a fourth element that needs to be considered. Across the independent media, including the Common Sense Show, there's been a mountain of evidence implicating the Democratic Party leadership with communist Chinese, i.e. Dianne Feinstein's Chicom, 20-year spy who was her personal driver, and the cartels, i.e. Pelosi's close ally with the Sinaloa associate, former Mexican President, President Nieto, who was paid $100 million to look the other way at the Sintaloa drug activities. This information was discovered in Chapo Guzman's federal trial in Florida. The Sinaloas and their so-called rival gang, the Sijung, are controlled by the Chicoms. As this story unfolds, it is important to keep this at the forefront of your memory. These three stories by themselves may not produce convincing evidence of planned military action by the Chicoms. 
But in the context of all three events, actually there's four events, um, a clear pattern emerges of what's exactly happening here. Now, again, I'll give you the link here to that report, but it's gigantic and it's just way too much for me to try to cover. But I wanted to at least touch on it and give you the cliff note version. Then we have this. Communist Chinese has already invaded the USA. Station troops disguised as security at solar plant farms. Um, and I've been talking about these solar plants for years. Many people are unaware of it, but Communist China has already as a foothold in the United States. The fields of solar energy farms that blanket much of the American Southwest are actually controlled and run by the Chinese military. In many cases, and one day these sleeper cells are going to awaken and carry out the rest of the takeover, reports a prominent analyst. So again, this is a whole other wrinkle and aspect to this that we haven't even touched on today up until now. Anywhere you see a solar farm, though, we got one near us that's right behind a Walmart. And guess what? I've tr when you try to walk back there, about half the time, there's a cop sitting there. And it, it makes no sense why a cop's... Last time I tried to walk back there, because there's a trail back there, I've walked to the solar farm before. Um, not up to the solar, because it's kind of up on a hill. But... Last time I tried to walk back there, as soon as, as that cop saw me, he immediately, his car immediately started coming to, at me. And I just turned around and walked the other way, and then he pulled back. And I'm like, what are you doing here? You're a city cop guarding a solar farm that's like totally off the beaten path. There's hardly anybody even back there. Ah, uh, it's right next to Walmart. Ah, uh, remember what we've said before about Walmarts having underground tunnel systems under them, about how Walmart might be used as... Um, I just saw this thing today, how they're going to be used as internment camps and martial law centers and uh, processing centers. And if there's underground bases there, they can just whisk you away and nobody's even going to know you're gone or staging areas for the Chinese to come out. Well, I got it. I got it less than, you know, <laughs> not very far from where I'm at. So... The fields of solar energy farms that blanket much of America are actually controlled and run by the Chinese military. And in many cases, these are sleeper cells that are going to awaken and carry out the rest of the takeover, reports a prominent analyst. What takeover, you might be asking? The one that is right now being manufactured and ratcheted up with the manufactured public outrage over George Floyd. According to Dave Hodges, the Common Sense Show, the next phase of the China's Red Dawn invasion of our country involves escalating the number of domestic terrorist acts in order to destabilize the country and pave the way for the final solution. Likening the current situation to the infamous Tet Offensive that was unleashed by Viet Cong in the North, Vietnam, North Vietnamese Army back in 1968, the goal right now is to further deunify and splinter America to the point that a divide-and-conquer plan of attack can be quickly escalated, bringing our country to its knees. The Floyd murder um, has provided the deep state an excuse to perpetuate rioting across America with the intent of promoting a helter-skelter race war designed to destabilize the country. It's a slash and burn approach currently being used to weaken the U.S. These other groups will play a role in this phased attack upon America, Hodges said. The real enemy of America is communist China and the main force behind the Chai Con. Again, he's not going to talk about, you know, the Zionists, the synagogue of Satan, the George Soros types. He's going to, I don't really see him delving into that that much, if at all. Again, once you get hooked on a particular narrative, you just get tunnel vision a lot of times and just want to focus on that. I think it's a big satanic group effort is what I believe. Okay. Um, 
so he's saying the main force behind the Chaicom's attack will prove to be ISIS or the Muslims. Concerning America's solar farms, China's occupation of many of these facilities has created a landing zone, so to speak, where Chinese military men and women can quietly group together and plot the next step while opposing a security. And most Americans are none the wiser to what is transpiring right under their noses. Hodges believes that America will soon be under direct military attack by the communist China. Um, meaning bullets and bombs targeted at the American military and American aircraft, both military and civilian. And the reason he thinks this is because of these solar farms, which are directly tied to communist Chinese military. The solar energy deals that were put in place by Senator Harry Reid were done in conjunction with the Chinese energy companies run by the Chinese military. Hodges explains, all personnel manning these planned plants would be affiliated with Chinese military. This includes the inland ports of Kansas City, which are controlled by the Chinese courtesy of the treasonous trade agreement called NAFTA. As former, as the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton gave tacit approval and participated in these actions, which have their origins prior to her tenure as uh, Secretary of State. Going further, Sinta a company that owns most of the solar energy farms throughout the American West is merely a front group for the Chinese military. And nearly all of its employees who work at these farms are Chinese soldiers who have gained a type of beachhead in our country, he says. Former California Governor Jerry Brown is also in on it. He included the nation of China as well as the Bank of China in his CalExit strategy, meaning California exiting the Union. As you put all of the pieces together, as Hodges has, it becomes clear that the solar energy scam was a well was all a front for the Chinese communists all along. Uh, and I give you the full link to this report, and then also he's got a a, a separate channel called InvasionUSA.News. I believe, believe Mike Adams does, which just covers the Chinese communist takeover of America, and again. If you want this type of news, you're going to have to know exactly where the source is because you're not going to be able to find it if you search for it. Maybe you got the exact web link, but then again, you could just place that in your browser or your search bar. Anyway, uh, let's go further. A genocidal Chinese evasion will soon follow the emergency of Civil War II. I recently interviewed Steve Quayle about the present state of affairs in America. This is Hodges again. We have definitively entered into a civil war. When the shooting begins in earnest, both Steve and myself believe that the Chinese will launch a full-scale invasion. Whether you want to call it a Red, Red Dawn invasion or not, they are coming to take. They are not coming to take prisoners. Okay, so understand that they're not coming to take prisoners. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some women. You know, and you know, only God knows what they would do to them. But. Um, this is, you know, this is as brutal as, I mean, you look at the communist Chinese regime. I mean, these people are brutal. They're going to install Bolshevik democratic leaders, and I mean Bolshevik in the true strictest sense of the term, and there will be purges, people. I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. I'm sure Steve will touch on this tonight, and our guest is Steve Quayle. But I'm warning you, folks, if we don't act to wake up our neighbors and we lose this election, and right now it looks like we're going to lose it, uh, I think all hell is going to break loose in this country. Anyway, we're going to address this with Steve, and we're also going to talk about the China problem that is growing exponentially bad by each day. But let me tell you, first of all, we have two groups that keep our show on the air here. Preparewithdave.com, that's our storable food company, 25-year show, maybe not. So you want to be safe, protect your this way. 
but for years and years and years I've been warning about how the police would be turned against the American people, the American people would be turned against the police, and that the race wars that we're seeing coming that are leading to civil war that's being fomented by known communist agents such as George Soros by his own mouth, talked about the betrayal of literally millions of Jews into the hands of the Nazis. Uh, we're seeing now, Dave, the complete uh, taking apart of not only our borders, language, and culture, but our history. And the fact that the American citizenry isn't out, and I'm saying this, up in arms is uh, preposterous to me. The idea that Democratic governors are calling for the overthrow of this country, that they're allowing lawlessness to go unchecked, that even the Secretary of Defense, and that's one of Trump's problems. You know, I made the statement one time, you can't drain the swamp when you bring all the swamp to the dinner table, and none of them have been fed uh, to satisfy their appetite, and you're the only human at the table, and you've got creatures ready to devour you. Well, obviously, he, he, he's when... He's not the only human at the table. He's one of them. Secretary of Defense disarmed the National Guard and wouldn't leave, even let them have weapons, and you've got known agitators, and now, you know, the American people must understand, and seriously, you have been sold down the drain. You have been sold out. This is a Bolshevik revolution. It is the total undermining of everything that our culture stood for. And what's interesting, Dave, and, and again, I say this, people get mad at me when I talk about nations that forget God. People get mad at me when I say God is bringing his judgment on the land. People say, well, no, we're going to have a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The only time you get an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and revival is when people have a move of God on them. In other words, it's God that initiates it, not the wants and desires of people. But I believe we've been mind-controlled, we've been poisoned in our food, our air, and our water. We are absolutely now being uh, mind-controlled and prepped for the mark of the beast, which will be very problematic because people are already, uh, you're, you're seeing Bill Gates telling more Christian truth, or let's say this not Christian truth, <laughs> biblical truth, based on the book of Revelation than any hidden or occult spokesman in the history of the world. He's talking about you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade, except you take the electronic tattoo, which will all, you know, you can argue over the word tattoo, but the digital ID, the nanobot, and Celeste has gone into, uh, Solomon has gone into great detail on that. And listen, when you see that there's more, how should I say this, biblical relevance coming out of the newspapers like the Sun and the Star, and I'm talking about those are literal British papers and the Daily Mail. They use Christian terms more than the Christians who abandon Christian terms to see they want to become uh, seeker-friendly churches. Well, here's the problem with that. God said friendship with the world is enmity with God. Now, that means if you want to be friends with the world, you're going to be at war with God. And, I, you know, we've watched it, Dave, over the years. You've talked about it, the Red Dawn invasion. We've talked about what's happened to our military. We've talked about all of the third column, the spies in America, you know, seven million Chinese between uh, Mexico, Canada, and internally in the country. We've got now the situation that's becoming more problematic, where you're seeing and hearing rumors of China actually outfitting the uh, different gangs in this country, different groups in this country. They want total upheaval before they come in and take over. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't think that people understand this, that when a nation is vanquished, and that's a, that's a very important 
when you get rid of all the symbols, you get rid of the history, you get rid now you know this, that some of the black uh, uh, terrorists and, and, and the revolutionaries want to take every, break every statue of Jesus. They want to take every religious icon down. Yet you see the black fist, the black power, you see the hammer and sickle. Dave, when we used to warn about a communist takeover uh, going on right before our eyes, you know people would just deny it, deny it, and deny it. When you see Saul Alinsky's uh, point by point by point of taking us down, you just did an, an article the other day about everything the communists were going to do, and you can just check off the boxes and they're all done. I don't think people understand the lateness of the hour. Now, when you talk about Bill Gates and you talk about the mark of the beast, I want people to understand this. There are Christian churches already telling everybody to take the vaccine. It's unproven, oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. mutagenic, and the question I would ask every church is promoting vaccination. How do you know that the mutagenesis, that means the changing of the... And, and particularly if your pastor is one of the clergy response teams. That I mean, they're all, most, 99% of the churches are 501c3, yoked up with the government anyway. But they've taken that extra step and are part of the 100,000 plus pastors out there that are secretly part of the clergy response teams in America. Well, that's a whole other level. And they are commanded that you, you instruct your, your parishioners to, you know, obey Romans 13, which means, in their interpretation, the government is always good and, and wonderful and puritanical, and it can do no harm or do no bad, and that you know, take your vaccinations, get on the get on the buses or get on the the um, the trains or, or or whatever cattle cars they've got, because it's 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 there for your own benefit, and that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to be like Judas goats and uh, traitors, and that's what they're that's what they're there for. DNA will not dehumanize to the point where you couldn't be saved. Now, there's an interesting point yeah, about Now, he, the point he just brought up there is what the mutagenic part of the vaccines, he says, what proof have you to give me that once you get the vaccine, that it won't defile your DNA to the point where you can't be saved? Now, I've been bringing that point up for years. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone bring up that point. Now, I'm not saying that no one's ever brought it up. But when Steve said that, I've been saying that for years. That the big thing, when Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, and you take a news crew back to Noah's day, the biggest thing was the defiling of man's DNA to the point where he had to hit the reset button, start over with eight people on the ark and, and, the, and the rest of the animals. Well, if we're to expect the same dynamic to be taking place, we should expect to see these Illuminati types wanting to defile our dna because those nephilim were incapable of getting saved all the ones that drowned in the flood it wouldn't have mattered if they would have lived out their whole life they were not capable of being saved and i understand this before jesus came i get that i understand that but obviously there were people that obviously went to heaven prior to the flood okay and after the flood even before jesus came they weren't human and jesus didn't come and die on the cross and in his death, burial, and resurrection, the whole finished work on the cross, that wasn't for the Nephilim or for people with defiled DNA where they're not fully human anymore. Or maybe let's say they're cyborgs where they're part machine, part human. That's why it's so important for Satan to implement this agenda with the vaccines because it's the most direct, effective way to defile our DNA and to change us into something that will not have a conscience and that will not be capable of being saved. He's the first one I've ever heard say that. That 
because in the mark of the beast, once people take it, and the argument is, does the beast, the Antichrist, have to be here? And is he here now waiting in the wings for World War III to happen? Probably. So let me share this. People can say, I don't believe that Bible prophecy stuff. You, can, you don't have to believe it, but you're going to be on the receiving end of the revolt, uh, uh, excuse me, of the result of the most perilous, tumultuous, dangerous, pro- prophesied time in history. And Jesus said there's never been a time like it, nor would be again, except he shortened the days for the elect's sake. There'd be no flesh left alive. Dave, I don't think, seriously, 5% of the American people even care anymore. Maybe, maybe I could stand to be corrected, and I'm, I'm willing to. But, brother, if 3% of the world's, you know, let's say this, alphabet people that can, you know, get mad if you call a him, a her, a her, a him, and if you, you know, whatever they are, and I, I you know, look, here's the deal. If 3% can bring us to where we're at now, we will we'll bow our knees before conquerors, where we'll mm. kiss their feet, where we'll prostrate, as that one police chief did. Now, he's talking about all of the white people that have been commanded by the Black Lives Matter slash Antifa types to bow down and basically worship them and beg for forgiveness and over all this white guilt because, you know, obviously all of our ancestors were slaveholders, even though it was only like 2% of just the people that were in the South that even held slaves. And, you know, but we're all collectively to blame. And, and, you know, not only that, then there's all the other factors I brought up last week about that whole problem there. But we're all collectively to blame. That's what he's in reference to there. Before, but they won't do that before the living God. It's like, it's just like the Old Testament times. People will bow to faith. I believe when you're doing that too, when you're bowing down, when you're groveling, when you're doing all these things that are absolutely, totally satanic, you are inviting demons and devils to come into you. So when they when they get up off the ground, they're you know they may be twice the child of hell that they were when, before they got on their knees because they just openly opened the door for demons and devils to go into them and dwell in them because of their own actions but they will not bow in repentance before the God of Heaven. And I'm telling you this, it's not going to turn around, Dave. They can call me a pessimist, they can call me whatever they want to call me, but it only gets worse from here. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Um, The United States of Sodom and Gomorrah is what you're describing. Well, it's beyond Sodom and Gomorrah, because Sodom and Gomorrah you can relate to historically Tyre and Sidon, and two of the other towns that were judged the same way, but most people forget about those. But listen, <clears throat> Jesus, I want people to understand, Jesus made the statement, there's never been a time like it. So what that means is you've got to take it out of the context. We, Of course, we can only liken it to this or liken it to that, you know. Jesus did the same thing when he said, as in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days leading up to the coming of the Son of Man. And the word lawlessness and corruption, Dave, corrupt. The whole world was corrupt before God. That means genetically corrupt. That means, and and in essence, the whole genetic corruption of the human race is presented day in and day out with this new vaccine you've got to take for all of these uh, what I call COVID-19 nervous breakdown. And you've got the you've got the makings of a biblical scenario playing out before the whole world's eyes, and the whole world will recognize it, and the majority, not all, but the majority of Christian churches will deny it. And so that's what I came up with my acronym, a dud, uh, deny unto death, you know, or dumb unto death. And so when, you know, when something's a dud, 
That's not a good thing. It means it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't fire. It doesn't do what it's designed to do. So the thing is, is that unfortunately, people will not rise until the times get worse. Because I got an email, and I get them all the time. So do you. There are people that want us to go out and start World War III, like I can do it or you could do it. We don't even want to do it. But yet they're seeing all of the Black Lives Matter. And that's been, uh, by the way, that's been uh, superseded. I am the most outspoken guy, and I want to put this on your record. I have been speaking out for 25 years about that the time would come when professional provocateurs, assassins, and spec ops from different nations would come into America, get into the police departments, and then that they would begin to subvert from inside. Our mutual friend who you have on, now and then I told him that, and he just he's finding it out in his own life. I think, you know, I don't know if he talked about it on your show, you know, but the point being is that now you've got a group of men and the police that are keeping, you know, criminals in check, they're quitting, whether New York goes on strike or whatever, and look at Chicago and look at Minneapolis. And I want to share something with everybody. When Daniel Holdings interviewed me in the book Midnight Strikes, and that's based on all the things that, you know, I'm showing 48 years ago in a vision of the future. The Lord Jesus told me I'd only be able to remember it as it was shortly to come to pass. On page 175, I said civil war would start in Minnesota and in Michigan. And here's the thing. I don't think people understand we are in the beginnings of a full-scale civil war. Because people think if they turn off Dave Hodges, they turn off me, they get on the Internet and they look at our new headlines for the day, somehow during the night when they slept peacefully, every evil uh, intention stopped. It's not like the old westerns where you waited for daybreak for people to come and attack you. You can circle the wagons all you want, you know, but the wagons don't do any good, especially when they've got night vision and they're coming in to take you out at night. And most people simply do not understand the battlefield of the future, nor do they understand the weapons capability, nor do they understand the equipping of all of the spies, if you will, all of the uh, uh, Trojan forces, Trojan forces meaning the people who are hidden in plain sight, the people who have been in our country for 20 years, and, you know, but no matter what he's saying here, though, if you start getting into that mindset and saying, well, man, Lord, I don't have the money to go out and buy, you know, $10,000 uh, thermal th- uh, thermal imaging things or night vision or whatever the I don't either. Um, but is God still capable of protecting you? Yeah, he is. So God knows your heart. And I mean, I understand what he's saying, but we also have to always believe that God's bigger than that and he knows your situation. And maybe you never got convicted to be able to go out and arm yourself to the teeth and and uh, get all the, the thermal imaging night vision stuff and, and all the security and all the other stuff. Maybe you were just never in a position to do that. God had you doing other things. You were about your father's business. Well, I mean, I think you're going to be in a much better position. Now, granted, if you were in a position where you were convicted and even to do the minimal amount of things and you never did anything, well, then that's also not good. So understand there's, you know, everybody's in a different position with God. He's given us all different set of of convictions to to a certain extent. And and he knows your heart. And um, a lot of us don't have all the, whiz bang stuff like bob griswold sells with the night vision and all that other stuff but god's in control and and he is is um 
perfectly capable of protecting you in these types of situations if you have the faith to believe that for this day and this day is upon us so uh, this is how serious it is now you know tell me tell me dave if i'm over exaggerating anything because again i can look on my website and see probably somewhere around eighty thousand headlines in the last ten years you know or more than that uh, you know, that I posted because they clear, they get to a certain point and they clear. But in those headlines, the question is, has, has, have the headlines and all of you speaking, me speaking, all talk radio show hosts speaking, has it provoked our country to righteousness, to repentance, and to calling on the living God? No, not even My close. answer to that is not even close. No. Has it stopped the senseless slaughter of babies being, you know, mutilated six months after their birth, no anesthesia for for the whims and the, uh, you know, screwballs. And when I say screwballs, the demonic bloodlust of those who have sold their souls to Satan for power and influence on the planet hasn't stopped it a bit. And I don't think people understand that when a nation gets so deceived, war comes to its shores, and we've never had it before, but we're going to have it now, and then what's taken into captivity are the women most men you better you know hope that ladies that are listening to this that and i told people years ago and this was told to me by intel agents that the chinese when they come and invade they know specific areas they're going because the army the military you know this that china's killed off its female babies for decades right and now that that the the to the victor go the spoils and all the women who have posted their intimate details or whatever, they match those up with the soldiers, you know. And so I think Hollywood may find itself. Yeah, not- they've already got their, their basically, the, your, I'm not saying my listeners, but I'm saying that those that would post upon social media, oh, okay, I want her. Okay, I'm marking her. When this all goes down, we know exactly where you're at. We control all the tech. We control, you know, we're working with Facebook. We're working with all these others. And you know i'm getting i'm getting her and unfortunately that's what they're planning on doing because they don't have wives over there they don't have the wives the females so because they killed all their all their girls all their little girl babies which is just so horrific i can't even comprehend it but because men are more viewed higher in those oriental cultures it seems like in and in the middle eastern things i mean you see the way they treat women horrible and a lot of those cultures not maybe all but a lot of them and um they're coming for the women so that's why i said when they when they come in yeah they're gonna they're definitely coming to to blow the men away and probably to kill the children uh but as far as the women goes and probably good lord who even knows the little girls i mean i don't know i mean this is this is god's judgment god's when this happens because of what steve said about how you know all the stuff's been going on and and are you hearing any kind of calls for mass repentance from the pulpits no the 501c3 church which would represent the majority of people that call themselves christians are going along with it and i've said that for years you need to get off that train because no matter how well-intentioned your pastor is when you're a 501c3 church yoked up with the government there is a spirit over that church and that spirit to a certain extent is blinding both the pastor the deacons and the people in the church whether they want to agree with that or admit that or not 
And the thing is, you can say, well, you can't give me any proof. Well, you know what? I can see what they're going along with. I can see what they're tolerating in the world for the most part. And maybe not all, but the, the vast majority to know that, yes, spiritually, they are under demonic influence and they have been blinded and that they are asleep. Yes, because a tree is known by its fruit. So when you have that happen to the church, and that's why you hear, you hear me come back so much to the 501c3 thing, and then that progressed into the clergy response team, and then using all these New Age Bible versions in the church and letting all kind of worldly stuff come on, go on in the church and not having any kind of church discipline or, you know, it was just all worldly. Well, that a little leaven leavened the whole lump and leaven is a type of sin and that leaven is permeated through the 501c3 church and now they're pretty much in lockstep with the with the government who gave them their ability and their right to exist and they're going to pretty much go along with whatever the government tells them in that train that 501c3 chain which also puts you on the same train as the first church of satan which is also 501c3 as an extreme example that church that train is going all down the same track to the same destination and that's called the one world religion under the antichrist and false prophet and everything that we've pretty much ever talked about in this ministry since it's been since its inception back in 06 is all coming to pass the only thing that that's the wild card right now is the alien invasion thing which I've talked extensively about that, how that could play out. And I do believe that's going to also play a major factor in things to come as well. But just my two cents there. In a scripting of their choice, but in the worst horror movie of the uh, Conqueror's choice, because it's not just going to be limited to Hollywood. And, you know, the horrific things that people have seen in dreams and visions, the late Henry Gruber went into great detail on how it would play out when the Russians attack us, the Chinese attack us. Yeah. And Dave, right now, very soon, the American people, which were locked down for the time that they were locked down, we've got 46 million people uh, on unemployment. If each one of those... So it goes on for quite a bit longer, but I think we've, we've heard like a good portion of that. I've got so much to cover here. Uh, but you can listen to the rest of the interview, give you the link here. The next one, Chinese troop buildup, large numbers of missing homeless, hidden genocide. Kevin Annette rejoins the show to discuss what's developing in Canada. Most of us are completely focused on the riots and the local news that we're not paying attention to the very real threats developing all around the United States and the world. The discussion is an eye-opening look into how a Western neighboring ally is actually operating when the veil is removed. It also shows how we must even do more to alert be more alert to the dangers and reality uh, that is planned for the United States if we do not change our course. Kevin Annette has, is a renowned global human rights campaigner, author, whistleblower, who has led the movement to expose and prosecute child murder by church and state in Canada and Europe. He is the co-founder of International Tribunal Crimes of the Church and State. He's the one really, really going after the Catholic Church stuff. Okay, He was nominated three times, 2013, 14, and 15 for the Nobel Peace Prize. And I give you all his stuff there. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play this. And um, I think Sarah Westall's interviewing him. So, again, if I play a clip, it doesn't mean I agree with every single thing every single person stands for. But I'm, I'm gleaning from different interviews so you can get the big picture here. After the, the so-called coronavirus uh, came in, the Trudeau made a statement that anyone who criticizes the government's measures will face prosecution and jail. Well, 
Wow. This guy must not know his own history because going back to Magna Carta over a thousand years ago, it's been a standing law and tradition that no man shall be tried for his thoughts. In other words, even in, in even if you advocate treason, even if you're just advocating it and not doing anything about it, it's not a crime. You cannot be found. You can't be criminalized because you have a certain attitude, right? And that's exactly what he's saying. All you know, you know, you've got to think this way, do what we say. Yeah. You know, trust us, even though um, Health Canada, that's imposing these health measures, admitted that they were using children for generations in their medical experiments in the Indian hospitals. And you're, you're going to trust your children's fate in the hands of these genocidal agencies? <laughs> you know, I Why? don't think so. And right. they lied and everything else. Now they came out and said that the numbers are, the C our CDC said that the numbers are extremely low and it's really not any different than the flu. So are people... You know, with that in mind, everything should go away. Everything should go away. But with with everything that's going on, are people seriously questioning it? I mean, just the comment that he says, if anybody questions the government, you are going to be prosecuted. I mean, that is about the scariest thing I've heard. Yeah, I mean, this is where the, the direction we're moving in this world, where you question authority on any, any level, like George Orwell, 1984, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, you know. You go to jail, thought crimes, thought police, pre-crime, all that garbage. Coming from supposedly a free country. Well, it isn't. And, you know, Canada on the ground is uh, an extremely controlled, repressive society. And a lot of people are objecting to that, actually. And a sign of that is the fact that I've been going around, especially Western Canada, um, and organizing meetings of people who want to form common law assemblies and bring in their own uh, community policing, common law sheriffs, that kind of thing. It's a new idea for Canadians. It's, it's more kind of obvious to Americans, that idea. But um, we found that the response has been incredible. Like uh, just lots of people showing up saying, you know, we've got to do something about this. There have been protests routinely in all the major Canadian cities. Hundreds. There was recently a couple of thousand people in Montreal protesting these the lockdown so there is a lot of resistance but in people's minds and yet um even the people resisting are not realizing that in a way this is nothing new and an example i give to people is under the indian act for over a hundred years if you're living on a reservation you can't refuse medical treatment if they want to come in and shove a needle in your child's arm you go to jail if you refuse it uh, you couldn't leave the reservation without a special pass, like what they're trying to do now with quarantining everybody where you're locked in your home. All of that has been happening to Aboriginal people for over a century, and I say, well, now they're just doing it to all of us. Uh, we're all on the reservation now, if you like. You know, like In this sense, the laws are not, not new. They're just happening more generally to all of us. So I say to people, well, if you ignore genocide against one group, it's going to blow back on you, and here's a perfect example of what's going on now. Well, they used to, in this country, they were testing uh, chipping in the Native American populations. They had multiple communities where they were chipping them. Their health records and everything were in their chip, their bank accounts and everything. They were doing this 20 years ago. And, and in that episode, she was saying that this is very common. They test things that they're going to roll out to the public in our communities. I have that video. I should probably link to it below so people can hear it. Um, she ended up not coming back on my show because she was threatened, um, and they just decided not to. She just she wanted to do more shows with me and couldn't um, because of that and her family and things. But that's just very important that these tests and these communities, it's a common pattern. 
Well, yeah, and I'll give you an example of that. In, in the downtown east side of Vancouver, where I really, over 30 years ago, I began doing this work with Native people, uh, there's a thing called Oppenheimer Park. It's a big public space. And a month ago, they started herding all the homeless into this park. No distancing. They've got everyone stacked in like sardines behind fences. There were police barricades, and you couldn't leave it. And most of these homeless people are native. Well, lo and behold, about a week ago, the whole place is cleaned out. If you go there now, there's nobody. They've got these high, 10-foot-high fences around it. Um, you know, they're probably going to sell off the park to some developer, you know, Chinese developer. Where are the people? But here's the point. They claimed, I went to talk to the cops, and they said, oh, we've got them all housed in local hotels. And I said, huh. which hotels? Right. And they mentioned one, and I go there, a Holiday Inn, and they say, no, nobody's oh, come here. Yeah, right. So they're openly lying. It's like... Um, Routinely, this is done to the homeless. They're just carted away, and who knows where they are. Yeah, but, I've I've been reporting on that for years. How they've got whole homeless cities, like there were in California and in here, even in North in South Carolina, here in North Carolina. The, all of a sudden, one day, all you'll see is all these shopping carts lined up, empty. All their stuff's gone. Every bit of it, and nobody knows where they went. I think that. It's bad. Very, very, very bad nefarious things being done to these people. Again, like I said, this is not new in Canada. So you just don't know where the homeless went. So are you guys thinking that they eliminated them somehow? Well, routinely, uh, it, that happens. I mean, to give an example, it, it even made the corporate media a few years ago where an, a survivor was called Midnight Tours. The police, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, will grab Indians in the middle of winter, take them out of, outside of town for 30 miles, and just dump them there without their shoes. Oh. They're dead in the morning, right? And, you know, so it's a routine practice. Even when they catch the Mounties doing this, they never reprimand them because it's a government policy. There's nothing really illegal about genocide in this system. And um, so it, 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 we know how it happens, but there's, this is happening now on a bigger scale. It's like with the story on the missing Native women. Uh, you know, the government had another pseudo-inquiry into it. But what they don't bring out is the fact that whole families go missing in northern British Columbia. And that's a whole other story having to do with the Chinese and them sponsoring basically death squads to force natives off their land to grab it because the Chinese own more and more of Canada, its natural resources. Yep. And, and, uh, it's there, there's the Chinese again, and this is a totally unrelated separate report. Report in Prince Rupert on the West Coast. So it's... Um, it's all of that tied into it as well, because Trudeau it, it has allowed China to station their troops on Canadian soil to protect their investments. He's removed all huh. limits on, for, on Chinese investment in Canada. So yeah. he's working directly with, with China on a lot of this stuff. Well, and that must be at the direction of England. And do you think that there's a threat to the United States because of that? Absolutely there is. And as a matter of fact, I think it's part of the bigger, well, I know it's part of this bigger geopolitical fight between China, Russia, and, and America for, for you know, who's going to be the top banana now. And America's going down, and China's the rising power, and Russia's trying to kind of broker the two. But um, and, and, of course, the Vatican is, too. That's their role all along. They're trying to play all sides in this game. But... Um, it's definitely a reflection of that, that whole struggle as well. Well, this whole uh, shutdown has been, is, is to destroy the United States. I'm almost, to destroy the natural order of things right now. I shouldn't say natural, it's never natural, but whatever the order is right now, 
that's what this whole lockdown is to destroy so they can build something new up. Very much. I agree with you. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about Big Pharma in the Vatican. You, you've um, stated that there's, we, before we got on, we talked about there's some pretty big moves going on with the Vatican, but it's just not being talked about. Can you share some of the things that you know? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Just a couple of days ago, the head of the former head of the Jesuits, Adolfo Pichon, died suddenly in Tokyo. And if folks recall, he was one of the three defendants in our second Commonwealth Court trial. We named Bergoglio, Pope Francis, the, the present guy, uh, Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and Adolfo Pichon, the head of the Jesuits, the so-called Black Pope. All three of them were named as being involved in this ninth circle, uh, child sacrificial cult. Yeah. All of them were seen at rituals. The, the satanic ninth circle is what he's in reference to. At people's affidavits. He's got all this proof of, of all this, this satanic Luciferian activity that goes on in the highest echelons of the Catholic Church and all of these different, oh, throughout antiquity, but particularly as of recently, how they would abduct children and, you know, they'd find, you know, like a thousand children in, in some sewage receptacle like at near next to some nunnery or whatever. I mean, it, this has went on. This is just how the Catholic Church operates, essentially. You know, all of that. Yeah. And after the verdict of that second common law court trial came out, he resigned. He, uh, Pachon, the head of the Jesuits, said he was resigning. That's only the second time in the history of the Jesuits that any top, uh, what they're called superior generals, that they had ever resigned. And one of the reasons they did is because the Jesuits are heavily involved through bank, uh, things like Citibank of America and uh, Chase Manhattan. They're very heavily involved in the drug trade and in, in big pharma. And one of the things that uh, it's interesting he died right now because one of the things that they were sponsoring for many years was Jesuit-run hospitals, Catholic hospitals, where children were routinely used in drug testing experiments, and including, I believe, in the present you know, coronavirus thing. Um, so I, there's a whole Vatican link to Big Pharma there that they want to keep hidden. So they, they step, that's one of the reasons they've kept a low profile. They do like they did in any kind of, like the residential schools or the genocidal disclosures, they step back and they let the state cover for them. And that's, in a way, what's going on very much right now. Because they're way more actively involved, and if that came out, but you know, so much has come out on the Vatican that I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing surprises me anymore because they use the organizations that seem the most, the least likely to do it is is where they shove it, so that people don't question it. That's right, and don't forget, even if people were widely disenchanted with the Catholic Church, which I think they are, you know, I think there's a lot more awareness now of what it actually is. Um, you know, in terms of a, a huge money laundering criminal bracket, basically. But um, even when people are aware of that, don't forget they're still heavily protected by the state and by the, by law. Um, if if you in Canada, again another extreme example, because churches and government can do anything they want in Canada. Basically, there's no recourse under the law uh, to fight them. But um, if there's a thing traditionally called the benefit of clergy, where going back centuries to England, where if you were convicted of a crime, all you had to say was benefit of clergy, you claimed to protect the church, and you were let off. And that's because the church traditionally was a law unto themselves. They, and still to this day, Catholic policy says that 
the church is not under the law of the land. So if a, a priest rapes a child, everyone is to be quiet about it, or you're excommunicated. And how can you tell people to defy the child protection laws of their own country unless they're they're allowed under themselves? So they're relying on that heavily. Um, you know, there have been examples in the states where uh, Native people have told me of where children are buried near former Indian schools, and they've they've told me that. Well, we went to the FBI, and they said they couldn't dig there because it's church property. Okay. So, okay, well then, serial killers get to tell the police what to do, right? Yeah, That's exactly, exactly right. So what do people think about the gun grab that's going on there? Because with all that as a backdrop, I, you have to be insane to not want freedom to bear arms. I just There is no such, uh, under the law in Canada, uh, the, the state you know, owns the guns. And uh, Trudeau brought out all these new restrictions on <laughs> firearms. In Canada, you can't go in and just buy a gun. If, if I want, even if I want to get a hunting rifle, I have to register, and I have to be part of an accredited gun club, which uh, whose members are all monitored. Insane. You can't just go get a, a rifle. You can't get uh, certain weapons at all, like semi-automatic weapons, and or handguns. You've got to. They do thorough criminal checks on you and, and the whole bit. Well, let me tell you, they will be ripe for the takeover in Canada if that's the case. I mean, they just. They sounds like they're halfway defenseless. So it's very controlled already, but it's become even more controlled. And uh, there's, you know, opposition, like in some of the rural areas in Alberta, uh, where there tends to be much more of an independence attitude to things, you know, among Western farmers and that they don't like the central government at all. There's a lot of people who just carry arms anyway. But they can be arrested and thrown in prison at any point by the RCMP for doing that. Yeah, well, they all get to have arms, right? <laughs> well the same feudal attitude i mean it again it, it it's we've never had this idea that people are self-governing um and so it's harder for canadians to get their heads around the fact that yeah you can say no you don't give your consent right right <laughs> so yeah so anyway that goes on for a little bit longer too if you want to hear the rest of that i'll give you the link there uh continuing on um nba will paint black lives matter on basketball courts now as well as allowing players to replace their names on their jerseys with social justice messages. This is how insane this world is becoming. I mean, I, I, you know, I wouldn't watch any of this garbage. I really didn't before anyway, but this is absolute, total Shove it down your throat, evil insanity, calling good evil and evil good. Saying Black Lives Matter is this puritanical group when they are at the absolute total spear tip of evil. If you thought Black Lives Matter domestic terror movement was going to go away anytime soon, you would be very mistaken. The NBA is not only painting Black Lives Matter on the basketball courts, at the Disney Wild World of Sports Complex, all the players will now be able to replace their names on the back of their jerseys and replace it with a social justice slogan of their choice. Like here it shows LeBron has an I can't breathe shirt on. Like the the porn star George Floyd, yeah, I can't breathe. Because we've all got to be in absolute total white guilt because all, that's, all white people are to blame for that. And that's the constant message that's barraged to the white people constantly. We're to blame 
for poor George Floyd and his demise, even though there's a good chance he's still alive. Because it was a staged event. Black Lives Matter has been destroying statues to erase and rewrite history. Now it's erasing the names of the mostly black players in the NBA. What will they erase next? Anyone see a trend? Anyone still think about reforming the police or ending racism? I don't. The Cloward and Piven strategy to collapse America is number one, healthcare. Control healthcare and you control the people. Already done. Number two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you're providing everything them to live. That's happening now and has been happening. Three, debt. Increase the debt to an unstable, unsustainable level. That that way you've are you're already that way you are able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty that's already done gun control remove the ability to defend themselves from the government that way you're able to create a police state that's happening now obviously it's already happened totally in canada five welfare take control of every aspect of their lives food housing and income happening now and has been happening six education take control of what people read take control of what children learn in school and in on the internet which is definitely happening or it's already done and happening increasingly seven religion remove the belief from god belief in god from the government and from the school systems already done eight class warfare divide the people into wealthy and poor this will cause more discontent and will be easier to tax the wealthy with the support of the poor happening right now the dirty little secret about black lives matter is that it is funded by rich white liberals who are trying to enact the cloward and piven strategy strategy to tear down america and it seems to be working sports and music sadly are the two most influential outlets that exist in the world today and now they can be used for great effect to influence how people think i will not be watching any game in any sport that is pushing social justice or black lives matter next report who is funding black lives matter and why Welcome everyone, I'm Spiro. Thanks for tuning in. Black Lives Matter has been dominating the headlines for weeks, and there's been a lot of speculation regarding the funding of this organization, with many fingers quick to point at George Soros. So, the million dollar question, did Soros fund Black Lives Matter? Yes, he absolutely did, and I'll get to more of that in a minute. But George Soros is not the only source of funding for Black Lives Matter. In fact, Soros and his funding is just another spoke in the wheel of a massive, well-financed, politically motivated campaign with the desired goal to transform this current system of control and destroy it, basically, and out of the ashes of that, build a new system of control. This certainly sounds like a reoccurring theme right now, uh, very similar to what we've been hearing from the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the central banks, and governments from around the world as they are preparing for the Great Reset and a global paradigm shift, which we'll get back to later in this video. But right now, we're going to look at who exactly is funding Black Lives Matter. According to their website, Black Lives Matter was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of Trevon Martin's murderer. Black Lives Matter Foundation Incorporated is a global organization in the United States, the UK, and Canada whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes by combating and countering acts of violence, creating space for black imagination and innovation, and centering black joy. The BLM movement exploded in 2014 after a police officer shot dead unarmed 18-year-old Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, a controversial case as police responded to a robbery 
and the suspect, Mike Brown, allegedly attacked the police officer, Darren Wilson, who then shot and killed Mr. Brown, according to reports. Now, a grand jury declined to press charges on the police officer. This was the catalyst for large Black Lives Matter protests that turned violent and became riots, where we all witnessed massive civil unrest as demonstrators clashed with police and the National Guard on a scale that was shocking at the time, and so was the militarized police response. Around this time is when George Soros stepped in through his Open Societies Foundation, as well as grant-making from the Center of American Progress to the tune of $33 million to fund Black Lives Matter. Now, in addition to the $33 million contributed by George Soros, another funding campaign was formed, the Movement for Black Lives, which received $100 million through the Black-Led Movement Fund, paid for by the Ford Foundation and Borealis Philanthropy and directly funded Black Lives Matter and dozens and dozens of other similar groups. Actually, up to 150 other groups, including Black Lives Matter. So this, this movement to fund Black Lives Matter by some of the largest, most wicked corporations in America has been going on for a while. And, and that just shows you that, that they are fully on board with the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, which is to destroy the conservatives, the Christians, and the white people. That's their main goal. I've been telling you this that that is one of the main goals of the synagogue of Satan. And I don't mean all Jews. I mean the synagogue of Satan, the Kabbalistic, Talmud-loving synagogue of Satan. They're at the top of the Illuminati food chain for the most part. The Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and, and you know, Jared, Jared Kushner and Trump's a Kabbalist. Self-admitted in his own book, and his own writing is, you know, Ivanka wears the red string, the Kabbalist red string. His wives have wore the red string. You know, one of their main goals, they believe in order to usher in the antichrist is the total destruction of all the white people but either killing them or breeding them out of existence and um what is the other goal oh oh and the destruction of christianity at the same time they believe unless those two things aren't greatly accomplished and i obviously they're they're never going to fully achieve their goal but unless those two things are expedited that their antichrist their coming awaited savior which will be the antichrist cannot reveal himself and that's why they're so aggressive to try to destroy the white races and christianity as well okay that's them though that's that, that i'm not saying that because i'm an offended white guy i'm saying that's what's come out of their own mouth i've played you their own sound bits by by different synagogue of satan high level zionistic jews that have said that george soros is one of them Okay, so that's just for a little bit more clarification there. Now, Black Lives Matter at that point had not only secured the financial support of wealthy donors, but also had the backing from their media organizations, which in addition to helping Black Lives Matter to recruit, it also helped to sell their movement and sow racial division, sell the narrative. This is classic divide and conquer. Now, fast forward to 2016, a U.S. presidential election year. BLM makes another massive strategic alliance with the Thousand Currents Foundation, which secured a fiscal sponsorship, which refers to the practice of a NGO, a nonprofit organization, offering their legal and tax-exempt status to groups, which is what this Thousand Currents uh, Foundation did for Black Lives Matter. And typically, this is only done uh, with projects uh, 
that the sponsoring organization endorses. Okay, and there's much more into this uh, thousand current group and who they were. So Black Lives Matter has the full weight and funding of every satanic, evil, wicked group or corporation seemingly behind them. Maybe not every, but a lot. The big, the big guys, the big players, yeah. 269 wicked corporations in America alone. The Chinese government, I mean, wow. They have got serious, serious backing, funding, and support. Obviously, we're going to move on. Shortly after this new partnership, the Kellogg Foundation gave a three-year, $900,000 grant to the Berkeley, California-based Thousand Currents Foundation to build the infrastructure and capacity of the National Black Lives Matter movement. The Kellogg Foundation also contributes to other left-wing groups which actively work against the conservative and Republican politicians and their agendas. Again, keep in mind that the left-right paradigm is a false paradigm. This again falls into the divide-and-conquer strategy. Right. Okay. Moving on. In addition to funding Black Lives Matter, other Kellogg Foundation notable contributions include $49 million to the Tides Foundation, additional millions to the NAACP, the ACLU, the Southern Poverty Law Center, and George Soros' Open Society Foundation, just to name a few. Think that those dollars don't come with uh, any strings attached? Uh, well, decide for yourself. So we have already covered the early days and the recent history of Black Lives Matter who has already received millions and millions of dollars over the years. But what about now? Who else is funding Black Lives Matter? Well, I saved the best for last for you. You want to know who else is funding Black Lives Matter right now? Well, chances are it's you. You, that's right, and me, and your brothers, and your sisters, and your neighbors, and your friends, and your co-workers, and millions of people around the world. Well, and I don't it, know if he's going to bring up China, but we know that they're one of the main, main ones right now that are doing it and i just proved that in the first part one of the study don't even realize it how is this possible you ask well because companies and mega corporations that you most likely do business with and oh, if not you yeah. millions and millions of people around the world do business with these companies are donating hundreds of millions of dollars to black lives matter and black Lives matter uh, related groups at this point companies and mega corporations like google Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, Nike, YouTube, Twitter, Microsoft, Netflix, Airbnb, virtually all of the major cell providers, just to name a few. The list literally goes on and on and on, and I'm going to provide links below so you can go through and see for yourself. So, will someone please explain to me how exactly this Black Lives Matter movement is a grassroots organization when literally they have the support from virtually it's the entire establishment at this point i haven't even gotten into the politicians or the celebrities who have publicly endorsed this or donated money themselves so the next time you hear somebody say well how come black lives matter is allowed to protest and riot and loot and beat people in the streets and kill people in the streets across the country and other countries while the rest of us are on lockdown the answer is because they not only have the support of the establishment they are a proxy army of the establishment or the deep state or whatever you want to call it and when you read over the foundations which fund and support black lives matter you see that they also support the UN Agenda 21, the UN 2030 Agenda. 
just like these mega corporations do. So I'm not surprised to see that the United Nations has been trying to get involved in this situation here in the U.S. because, in my view, this plays right into the planned destruction of this country, and it's happening right now. This is just the next phase of the operation. And just to be clear, I'm not Republican, and I'm not Democrat. I support basic human rights and civil liberties for everyone. But when I see a proxy army conducting a destabilization operation under the false pretext of seeking racial and social justice, I have to call it out. I have to call BS. This is not really about justice. This is certainly not about black lives, especially when you take into consideration the fact that Black Lives Matter is funded by rich white men, endorsed by the establishment. The same establishment. That Again, rich white men, that's a very general statement. Why isn't he getting into the synagogue of Satan, which is one of the main, main, but so much of the time that's so off limits to mention that at all, because then you're going to be labeled anti-Semitic. I don't, I try not to let any parameters define me. If I see black people doing something evil, I'm going to call it out. If I see white people doing something evil, I'm going to call it out. If I see Jewish people doing something, I'm going to call it out. I'm not going to give any preferential treatment because I don't want to step on any toes or whatever. Just to say it's all rich white men, that's, that's a very big blanket statement that needs to be much more fully delineated each and every one of us regardless of our race our religion our sexual orientation this is divide and conquer okay. 101 and again this guy's not a christian but he's he's presenting the facts on black lives matter which i think it were he was pretty accurate if we are too busy fighting each other over a manufactured crisis sold to us by the media and the politicians and the celebrities we will never rise up above this system of oppression which is targeting all of us wake up so we have that okay now let's go further here okay next report new york city mayor bill de blasio confirmed monday that he will slash one billion from the budget of new york city's police department uh, nypd despite a surge in shootings in the wake of protests and violent unrest sparked by the death of career criminal drug addict woman beater and porn star george floyd i am excited now you have to understand all these 269 companies that are behind black lives matter i just went up and i clicked on that link and i looked at the companies and beside every single one of these companies like mcdonald's or netflix or hulu you can click on the thing and see what the statement they made and it's some virtue signaling social justice warrior thing from every single company saying that you know yes we fully support black lives matter and what i would encourage you to do is is if you're supporting any of these companies you know support them stop your support and then let them know that um you're not going to support give them another dime as they're supporting the terrorist black lives matter and that you're done doing business with them at all um so that's just my opinion though so de blasio said i'm excited to say that we have a plan that can achieve real reform yeah oh it's going to achieve real reform right it's going to the real reform is going to ultimately be the United Nations blue hats on your streets after, you know, restoring the order out of the chaos that you created. That's the real reform he's talking about. That can achieve real redistribution. At the same time, ensure that we keep our city safe. Oh, yeah, we're going to look at how safe your city's becoming in a second here. One of the top stories on the, the news. 
And then he says, everything was with an eye to satisfy. Oh, what an what a expression, an eye to satisfy. How catchy. How whimsical. So we will be able to ensure the patrol strength we need. Everything out of this reptile's mouth is a lie. Okay? Everything is the exact opposite of what he's saying. We will be able to ensure the school safety can do its job. The school safety issue would be addressed over several years. Oh, What's, what's the, then we go to this one, one of the main reports today in the headlines. New York City turns, turns into no-go zones as murders skyrocket and 500,000 middle-class residents flee. That's the fruit of this already. Nightmare in New York City, how COVID-19, BLM protests, and a liberal mayor are turning the city into a no-go zone as murders skyrocket, shops are looted, and 500,000 middle-class residents flee. The number of shooting victims has gone up 51% to 616 this year in New York City. In June, there were 250 shootings uh, this year compared to 97 in the same month last year. Many blame New York City's Mayor Bill de Blasio, who has slashed police funding. Two bullet-ridden bodies lay sprawled on a blood-stained concrete steps. Along, relatives of the victims are wailing and collapsing to the ground. In another part of the city, a gang of youths use spray paint to disable security cameras before robbing a corner store. Later, video footage captures police officers sitting helplessly in their patrol car as a baying crowd hurls glass bottles at them. This is lawless New York City, uh, which was once America's glittering crown jewel, but risks descending into mob rule. Sounds like it already has. Many blame New York's liberal mayor, Bill de Blasio, who has slashed police funding by $1 billion ended the NYPD's controversial stop and frisk policy, which allowed people to stop and search anyone solely on the basis of reasonable suspicion, and who last week vowed to paint a huge Black Lives Matter sign outside of Trump's flagship Trump, Trump Tower. Because everybody's got a virtue signal and show their support for porn star George Floyd in that horrible, horrible death. Which probably never even happened at this point. De Blasio has introduced criminal justice reforms, including changes to bail for dozens of offenses, which has meant violent crimes released uh, onto the streets. But again, if it's evil, it's good, and if it's good, it's evil. And the Bible says, "Woe to them that call good and good evil." I mean, you know, that's all you see now. If it's if it's evil, it's good. Especially if it, if Black Lives Matter has anything to do with it, it's totally puritanical and totally wonderful. Next report, um, Clay County Sheriff Daryl Daniels spoke in front of the camera in Facebook in a Facebook video along with numerous deputies by his side on the topic of violence coming to their county and how they would respond. While making a point that he stands behind peaceful protests, he won't sit idly by if things turn violent. He says, if we can't handle you, you know what I'll do. I'll exercise the power and authority. And this is a black sheriff saying this. I'll exercise the power and authority as sheriff and I'll make special deputies of every lawful gun owner in the county and I'll deputize them for this one purpose, to stand in the gap between lawlessness and civility. Good for you and God bless you, sheriff, and all your other sheriffs. God bless them. Next report. Clergy response teams are being activated. Can you trust your pastor? The stories are everywhere on the net. 
This is from Dave Hodges. The clergy response teams are being activated, and that can only mean one thing. Someone inside FEMA is preparing for the purge of conservatives, particularly conservative Christians, after the Democrats, i.e. the Bolshevik communists, seize control of the government. And again, he acts like, oh, it's he, he does totally buy into the right-left paradigm. Dave Hodges. Oh, no, if just Trump could just, he's just surrounded by bad guys. If he just do the right thing. No, Dave, they're all on the same side. Just one side's just doing nothing, and the other side's actually acting more as the absolute mouthpiece and uh, hands and feet of Satan, overtly. Because they can do that, because that's the Democratic platform. Republicans cannot do that and get away with it. Because of the platform in which they ran upon. But at the end of the day, you know, they're letting it happen. I'm not saying all Republicans are bad, I'm just saying that, you know... You know, I believe the, the vast majority are, are, are in on it. Here's some relevant history that every American needs to be aware of that explores the important answers to, to this question. Who is next? Has your pastor condemned the Islamic practice of beheading Christians? Does your pastor fear God or does he fear Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and her promised persecution of anyone who speaks out against radical Islamic-inspired terrorism and the elements of the Red Dawn invasion force who have coalesced on our border and many, many more may be coming? Has your preacher spoken out on behalf of the 70 million babies who have been butchered by Planned Parenthood? Who speaks for the babies? Who speaks for the Christians? Who speaks for citizens of a nation that are under the judgment of God for their reprehensible sins? I have but one major admonition, ad, admonition for my fellow countrymen. You are not going to be judged by the Almighty for your citizenship. Rather, you are going to be judged by your acceptance of Jesus as your Savior are you walking in his path? Being a Christian is not for the faint of heart. Maybe it's the fate of modern Christian, the modern Christian to die a martyr's death. Most of the disciples of Jesus were martyred for their uncompromising views toward corrupt civilian authority. I'm surprised Dave wrote this if he did write this because this is not like something you typically hear from him. But, you know, it's good stuff. Except for John, who died of extreme old age, and Judas, who committed suicide for betraying Jesus. Many of Jesus' followers met an untimely end. For example, Peter was crucified upside down during the persecution of Nero. James was thrown from a pinnacle of the temple and then beaten to death with a club. Thomas the Doubter was run through the body with a lance at Cormandel in the East Indies. Yet today, most of our 501c3 tax-exempt churches have embraced the spiritual suicide course of Judas as they have made a deal with the devil by espousing government doctrine even when it violates the word of God. In opposition to the early founders of the church and in opposition to the teachings of Jesus Christ, today's church capitulates in the face of evil. It, it acquiesces to the evil and drags its followers to the gates of hell by demanding compliance to the illegitimate authority and decidedly non-Christian forces which are subjugating this country. Today's pastors are doing so under the guise of the bastardization of Romans 13. And again, just key in Romans 13 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done multiple studies on that. Yes, that's right. Obey the government that allows the Clinton crime family to steal billions as they have unleashed untold suffering upon the world through the illegitimate COVID-19 lockdowns. While this mafia tells us that God demands that we obey these criminals in the complete bastardization of Romans 13. It was the same thing Hitler did to the clergy back in his day. So he's telling, it's, it's just happening all over again. We just have a different Hitler now. The truth be known... You really do not need the church. Remember, wherever two or more gather together in his name, the Lord is present. With an estimated 100,000 pastors who belong to the clergy response team. Now, that was said years ago. 
I mean, like back in 06, it was 100,000. Who knows what it is today? I don't know. Anyway, it can safely be said that it would be better to lose your church and avoid being led astray by the government serving clergy response team pastor than lose your soul for all of eternity. There are other reasons to leave your church beside the fact that most support the, the importation of an unknown number of terrorists into our country. According to the Pope, Allah and God are, are equal because the government says so. However, the words I just wrote put me in violation of the new interpretation of Romans 13. I am a sinner if I speak out about the forces who have perpetuated the rise of satanic new world order, which is now in place. The modern interpretation of Romans 13 is pure blasphemy. This scripture has been morphed into a doctrine espousing the divine right of kings, in which God has somehow chosen a king to ruth ruthlessly rule over the people, and it is incumbent upon the people to accept their God-given fate of this evil king the flocks are commanded to submit himself to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which god has established this false interpretation but it also says in that same portion of romans 13 that that force is always a force for good so if the government isn't a force for good then romans 13 does not apply to it okay so this false interpretation is nothing but a divine coronation of the ruthless self-serving government and Christians are expected to capitulate and honor the same kind of thievery, lawlessness, and murder which inspired Jesus to expel the money changers from the temple. Yet much of the church remains silent on the evil that has been visited upon our country. Firebombing, looting, murder, victimization, innocent people permeates of innocent people permeates our land yet many of the pastors are marching with Black Lives Matter and these communist criminals in the streets of America like Joel Osteen and Kanye West who says he's a you know born again Christian and I'm sure there's tons more that are doing it as well ask yourself what kind of God would fail to command his clergy to not speak out and to condemn the actions of the criminal money changers on Wall Street or the Antifa thugs and Black Lives thugs that occupied Seattle uh, those that are inspired only by the love of money as they continue their heinous assaults upon humanity in the form of unlabeled poisonous GMOs, the threat of, of solvent home mortgages by the mega banks, and the secret detentions and the murder of American citizens under the NDAA, supporting the doctrine of endless war in which millions may die? What kind of God would order his followers to remain silent as the banksters control government plans to commence a world war? Uh, starting with Venezuela in order to su support, well, that's his opinion on Venezuela, in order to support the preservation of the depopulation agenda by the globalists. In actuality, no God of the Bible would ever command his followers to both enable and serve the evil which permeates our government. Wait a minute. You say that Trump will drain the swamp. Well, is Hillary in jail? How about all the other, you know, people that should have been in jail? He's surrounded himself by swamp creatures. He's restocked the swamp, Okay. I mean, Hillary is low-hanging fruit, and she still walks free, victimizing the world. Trump has done nothing about Hillary. What has he done about the Biden's crisis with Burisma in the Ukraine? Nobody from the deep state ever goes to jail. Where is your pastor on these issues? You may not be able to answer this question. However, your pastor may be someone who is helping the government gain information about you and your family, because that's if you're part of the closure response team, you are a spy. You're, you're put there to not only placate your parishioners when the time comes, and, and up until that time, to make sure they're you know really just getting the watered-down government truth, government's version of the truth, but also you're there to data mine and gather and, and find out everything you can about your parishioners, and you turn those things over to the government so that when the time comes, they'll know exactly where you live and where to come get you if you don't come to the church.
That's what I've been saying for years. Is your pastor working with, for the enemy of all Christians as a member of the Crozier response team? That's how that how is how it ends. Okay, I'm um, almost up on time here. So I'm going to go to part three next. God bless you and see you in part three.